Welcome back to the Rumble Pack Podcast. Once again, episode 54. Hi, yo. Is that it? Yep. So 54, speaking of fours, Resident Evil 4. Forza. Forza, Resident Evil, Biohazard 4. Yeah. As it's called on the case there, 4 four Resident Evil. 4 Resident Evil, Wii Edition. Mm. The ultimate edition of Resident Evil 4, or 4, four Resident Evil rather. So I've been told. Well, it's funny that we, we're going to talk about Resident Evil 4 today. That's not the funny part. It's um, the the funny part. Well, pretty again, funny. It's actually not ac- not actually funny, but the you know in, funny, in funny, phrase, funny, 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 not funny. funny ha Is that uh, we both have played Resident Evil Four now, but it's pretty funny. Different experiences of how we experienced the game for the first time. Um, that's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, we, we we experienced different versions of the game, so we have slightly different opinions. But we've both played the remake, of course. Yeah. But you've got the extra added bonus DLC, if you will. Well, <laughs> I've played this bitch twice, mm. all right, uh, and it's very fun. E, that. <laughs> it's long. It is. Oh, it's long. Different Both versions are it's, long. It's different to two and seven and three, <laughs> in that it is almost a. It's an action. It's more of a, I said to you the other day, it's more of a thriller than a, like a, a survival thriller than a survival horror. Yeah. Uh, because it's still pretty intense, uh, but it is mostly action sort of going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next level from what number three was. Uh, and three. Three. And we recently, we just finished number five as well. And <laughs> yeah. we can happily, we can sort of comfortably say that we have no idea what happened to make Resident Evil 4 so good because three and five are by far the worst in the series we've played. Like there's there's, well, yeah. there's daylight between uh, two, four, and seven, and yep. then maybe eight. Maybe eight's the daylight in between, but still. Eight is the absolute in middle ground yeah. of uh, Resident Evil, yeah. for sure. Three is a stinker. We know that much. <laughs> Five is slightly above stinkage. Um, four, sorry, five is uh, further below stinkage. Yeah, so we just we're gonna have to disagree mm. on what uh, what becomes stinkage. Mm. Yeah, funny that. Mm. Mm. But number but, four, but we agree on four, which is I, I can now understand. And I I, th- I still don't know if it'd be in my top fifty, right? Because that was the game I was playing when we did that episode. But, what? But wouldn't be top fifty. I still like number two a bit more. Yeah, but you can have both. You had like 87 Assassin's Creed games how in top can, 50. How can, two Resident Evil games. How can both be in there when number two is my 50th game? Yeah, see, that's just wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I think uh, I had this at number 12, 12 13, mm. something like that, this game. That's how much I like it. Yeah. It's it, a great game. It is fantastic. I think uh, objectively speaking, we I can definitely see why it's rated as one of the greatest games ever uh, because it is so yep. well-rounded. Again, it makes zero sense in the context of the series how it how it is so good. Uh, no, this weird, this perfect balance of action, <laughs> creativity, again the thrill, the thrilling part of it, the violence, the brutality. Uh, yeah. it's just uh, it's such a weird game that yeah, yeah. as you're playing and you're settling into it, you just come to love all the weird quirks of it. Uh, I think yep. at the start, it probably took me four hours to really start to appreciate it. Or four yeah. or five hours, even. Uh, I just, I, I think I said to you early in the piece, I don't see how it could ever get quite near two, but uh, like it's going to keep building, as mm-hmm. you, as you said. 
Uh, and yeah, just it's just even reflecting on what the twenty five hour campaign we both put in twenty five hours ish to it. Yeah, into it. Uh, and it was just it's like a fever dream of different nightmares happening. At, in oh the, yeah, like uh, some of the like we'll talk about the three main areas that the game takes place in shortly, and they're all quite different to each other. And it's it's always jarring if you try to if you try to compare one bit of the game to the to a previous part. Uh, you d- you just think, how the hell did we get from there to there? Yeah, it's like we're in a big theme park mm. with multiple parks within of different theme themeage. Yeah, you know, mm. they're all like separate entities of fun. It's like Bizarro Land. Yeah, well, even but there's no like consistency between the core three acts of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and, so weird. And if we're talking literal theme parkage. Think about the that random mine cart thing that takes you from one part of the yeah. castle to the oh, other. Yeah. These two random yeah. areas that just but gets you from one to the other and where you can collect probably one bit of treasure if you went back. Yeah. It's just so, it's so <laughs> weird. It's uh, such a bizarre game how it's set up, but it's entirely unique at the same yeah. time, which is I'm which not, is its strength for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of drugs they were taking when they planned it out, especially the castle, mm. which we'll talk about. Yeah. But it's just like, it just makes... If, if you actually truly try to think about it in any uh, logical sense, the whole thing is just thrown out of the window. Mm. <laughs> and uh, weirdly enough, five, exact same situation. Yeah. You try to think about it too much, about where you start and where you end and what happens in between. It just becomes the biggest uh, confusion mm. ever. So you just think about it. You, you just got to like settle yourself into the fun ride that it is. Mm. And, uh, and just go with the flow. Because as you said, it takes a bit of time for it to, I guess, crank into gear. Um, well, yeah. Probably charm it, you as well. Yeah, I guess it's like it, it takes a bit of time to be to, to, to get settled into the world because the start of the game is quite um, hectic. It starts off quite hectic. Um, and it's just a it it sends a lot of enemies at you early on in the village and whatnot. So I feel like it takes you a bit of time to adjust. But once you adjust and you understand that it's quite silly uh, at its heart at its core and uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense, then that's when you have the most fun because mm. you just go with the flow and just start tearing everyone up, tearing everyone apart. Mm. Yeah, but as you said, I really like that it uh, mixes a bit, a l- still a little bit of horror thriller into it even though it's obviously going getting that uh taking that more of an action approach so yeah definitely got an action game edge to it but there's still that like little bit of scare there in bits and pieces Mm. and just the general feeling around the village um uh probably more so in the in the remake is like you feel a little bit terrified of the hordes of some of the enemies that can come come at you and some of the like speed of some of them some of the different kinds of enemies uh you know can they're creepy because of their like sound design and the the atmosphere in general is good so um yeah mm. so a little bit of scares there but it's definitely not a scary game mm. and just for for background for backgrounding sake the difference the four is quite separate from the other games in that besides having leon who's the the uh who's the protagonist and he's from number two as well mm-hmm. which is of course until this point in the series the best game uh so it's good to have him back but this time, he's not dealing with the the T virus uh, that was basically making everyone zombified mm. in Raccoon City from games two and three, maybe one. I'm not sure. Uh, but this one is basically like a a parasite 
uh, that's sort of <laughs> that's taking over a very secluded part of Spain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where this uh, this cult has um, abducted the president's daughter. Yeah, and so Leon's been sent in to uh, to find the daughter and rescue her. And of course, you send one man to find a, to find a missing president's daughter. Yep, as opposed to um, it's not just one man, probably a team. No, no, it's, it's not the just man. One. It's the man. Yeah, uh, but so basically, what happens is he ends up going. Um, his two Spanish police escorts get killed really quickly. Naturally, when they go into the jun- into the forest, uh, he stumbles across this village, uh, which is full of like cultists, sort of uh, uh, brain. Um, what's it called? Uh, brainwashed. Brainwashed. Yeah. Sort of people. Um, we sort of learn, you know, why that is as we go throughout the game. And then he just sort of goes from this big village area and with a big lake trying to find his, as as Resident Evil makes you do, find weird little uh, objects and everything to help you progress to the yeah. next part of the game, <laughs> you know, uh, two kilometres away. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and then you, then he progresses into this castle because it turns out it's this uh, sort of the local royal family's, uh, uh, I don't know, their ongoing purpose to get this infection going out further, you know, release it into the world for dominion. Yeah, and then we go this big, so. yeah. then, we, then we go to this island, which is like a uh, an industrial area um, yeah. where it all culminates. But it's just, uh, end of the day, it's just Leon trying to save the president's daughter and he happens across another T-virus-like thing. And uh, yeah. luckily we keep it so that not all these, there aren't all these agents running around being exposed to these creepy things. We keep it to a secluded couple in the Resident Evil series mm-hmm. uh, who just happen to coincidentally stumble across these <laughs> weird viruses <Yeah. laughs> no matter what country they're in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, there's not much more sense to be made from it, really. Yeah. Uh, a virus yeah. is Leon's joker to his Batman. Yeah. If there's a virus to be found and to cross, you know, to, to fight against, that's, that's Leon's duty Yeah, in life. Yeah, he's a but he is there to be fair. He is there to save the president's daughter. Mm. He's not there to investigate a village, mm. I suppose. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong. Is the idea because I've been trying to think about like the story of, in general. Is the idea that so they they capture the president's daughter, and that obviously they might get the world's attention in some way or something. But is the idea that they would infect her with the virus and send her home? With the virus to spread, is that the point? I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I feel like that's part <laughs> of the part of the idea, so they would send send her back with the, the virus. Given she's the worst part of the game, I um, decided to block out anything to do with her. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Yeah. So what did you think of the start? Because the obviously the the game has an action premise. But that beginning of the game where you rock up with the two other escorts and then they're, they're dead and you go in that house and there's sort of a guy there that's quiet and his head's lopsided and all this stuff. It's pretty like terror-based opening. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, very, it was very thrilling. Like it was, I mean, yeah, it was pretty spooky. I think it's, uh, it's really slow pace, lets you really ease your way into it, mm-hmm. uh, which again, I think it it really hits its stride when it literally lets you hit it, hit your stride uh, when things are coming a bit quicker in the game. Uh, but this it's a really nice, nice in as in from a gameplay perspective, uh, it's a nice introduction into the mm. game and this little world that they build. I think that initial lodge that you walk into, yeah, whether it's the huntsman or whatever he's whatever he is, and he's yeah. he's not quite right. 
you start thinking, oh, classic, we found another virus. All right, what's <laughs> it going to be this time? Um, but I think uh, I, I so I thought we might have been heading into the more survival horror bit again, which I was, which I, which you know I enjoy a lot. So I was had my hopes up. But even the little details, like when you go to open a door, how it just opens, you know, rushes it open, as opposed to like the horror versions of the series yep. where you, where you can actually open it steady, steadily. Yeah, that's where I sort of thought, oh, maybe they're not leaning into the horror much. So that's probably why it took me a few hours to properly embrace it because I was still mm. like we did, like I did with three. I was still really hoping for that hardcore sort of survival horror. Yeah, yeah. And once I accepted that, that's not what it was for. That's where I started to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's a it's a good entry. Uh, so good start to the game. Um, quite intense, and I'm I'm glad at this point because it's because it is such a long game. I thought, you know, maybe the village is the the main setting. So I'm sort of Yeah. I'm sort of glad I didn't know at the time how big the game was going to be because I would have been fully intimidated by just how long I was going to be in this damn <laughs> yeah. thing. It's huge. Yeah. It's and massive. I, I I thought the village like obviously when you play it, I thought the whole game would be in the in the village. Mm. And uh it seemed like seemingly it felt like it would never end. Mm. Like not that I knew it was going to end at all. But it just like it, it, and I'm speaking from when I played it with the um the Wii version too, because that was like my original experience. And I remember it was just, it just felt like it was endless. Like the village part, I was it felt like I was just going around circles for so long, doing all these different <laughs> enemy encounters and whatnot. Mm. Um, so when I got to the castle section, I actually thought this is probably the end of the game. Mm. I've gotten to like some boss castle, mm. and it turns out it's the a third of the way yeah. of the entire experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was um so the village the village is probably defined by its yeah, just sort of farmers, like farmer farmer sort of folk who are, who are brainwashed, they come at you with their mm. pitchforks and uh torches and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Quite literally. They've got these big uh you know, brutal looking uh I don't know, brute or well, a brute enemy type with mm-hmm. you know, with um bull heads on them and running out with sledgehammers. <laughs> Those make no, guys <laughs> make no sense at all. They've got uh, the chainsaw people. Um, yep, with this like paper bag on the head. Yeah, oh, the Hessian Hessian sack, and and, oh, yeah. and their eyes are all like going crazy outside of each you know, each thing. Yeah. And I swear, in the original version, it's a paper bag. Yeah, could be. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah. uh, those guys, uh, they got those guys always got my blood rushing. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and the. This first part of the game in the village, and where we're starting to get introduced to all these different enemy types, who are just chaotic as hell. And I'm just thinking about you know like the time where the the two are almost the sister chainsaw people come at you, um, yeah, at once. And I, you think that would be fair, fairly far through the game, and it's really early. Yeah. It so is. this village mm. part again, it takes it goes for a fair while as just the castle area, but this um the uh. Uh, it's it's the hardest part of the game for sure. Where I think we agreed the, early on when you've got less you got less um, less yeah. weaponry, yeah. you're less in it control. Is. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're just trying to survive. And then as you get better throughout the game, obviously naturally you you handle things better. Yeah. Not not to say that there's uh, there's more intense moments later on, but it, I think I yeah we've spoken about it. We struggled the most early on um, mm. in the game. Yeah, you're more well equipped, well equipped later on in the game to 
fight everything in terms of being used to knowing how to dodge and play, but also your weaponry is upgraded a lot. You've unlocked stronger versions of all the core weapons as well, so you're sort of a lot more equipped then. Mm. Um, but yeah, early in the game, it can be really difficult, um, especially the obviously the very first section of the game is a big village fight mm. uh, where it just sends... Uh, enemies out there for a certain amount of time that's a survival you just gotta yeah you just have to survive until the the church bell dings basically mm. and that's where they throw the first chainsaw chainsaw man at you as well and it's a in, such an intense start like i reckon they would throw so many people off playing the rest of the game yeah because so many people would not be able to, not be able to beat it mm. and we like we both played on hardcore but but I guarantee people would struggle to beat that even on normal. And like when I played it on the original version, absolute killer. Like it, I, it took me so many goes on normal to to beat that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy. Well, the th- craziest way to start a game that is throw a horde at you for like ten minutes. Well, Nuts. I was probably saved because <laughs> you had told me that you have to wait for the bell to toll when I was playing the demo because I just I didn't finish the demo because that was the end of it. Yeah, and I was just like, yep. no, I can't beat this. I thought I'll give it a go when we get the actual game. Mm. But you said you got to wait for the bell to toll. So luckily, when I was playing the the main game, I knew that there was no point trying to take everyone on just to run around for as long as I could. Yeah. And luckily, that got me in the sec- second or third go sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if I didn't know that, I would have I would have been trying to take them down. I would have cracked the shits. Yeah. It just would have been too hard. So I um, I think it's it sets this yeah the, the this random Resident Evil tone for the game where again the bell tolls. Everyone sudden, all the villagers suddenly stop because they're like, you know, um, it's like they're under a spell and they all march to the church. Yeah. Uh, which you come to the church later, it's literally just like a little storehouse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> storage house. It does, they wouldn't be sit, they wouldn't be going in to sit anywhere. Yeah, where they just There's like no, shoulder to shoulder in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and it, that's sort of where you start to accept again that the Resident Evilness of the whole thing is uh, inexplicable <laughs> because you know they just walk out. And it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you go and progress to the next area. Um, and, you know, the this village area has like quarries. It has a uh, little fishing town, little fishing mm. village sort of setups. It's got, yeah. you know, the um, the main oh. foreman sort of house thing. There's Bloody the, bear traps everywhere. Bear traps everywhere. Oh, um, God. It's just bear traps are stood on in the remake version. It's like they tripled the amount of them. Mm. I just everywhere I bloody walked I stepped on a bear trap yeah I did that too <laughs> I was getting really annoyed about it I know <laughs> and then there's this yeah area you eventually open up into this uh, big lake uh, which yeah. is sort of at the bottom of the, the castle which you go to later but and that's another oh you know five hours yeah I like that area actually yeah it was the really good area mm. yeah I just like driving boats in games yeah there's just something about driving a boat mm. especially when it's like a little dinghy boat Oh, that's good. Tinny, yeah. little tinny. Similar to like, um, you know, rowing the r- rowing in uh, God of War. Yeah. For instance. Or Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Just like, I just like fun. using boats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a really, it's a very chaotic and strange setup for, I guess, uh, first area of the game. You, you sort of, it has all these challenges throughout, like shoot the blue medallions or kill yep. the three rats in the um, mm-hmm. little jail. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, even trying to think of why that jail's even in a, near the village or how it's even related doesn't make any sense, but doesn't have to. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Don't overthink it. And we go to, and of course we have um, 
we have the first boss battle in the game is Los Lagos or something with the big uh, salamander in the lake, uh, which pulls your boat uh, around. Del Del Lago? Del Lago, something like that. Yeah, Del Lago. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite a Gyarados, but it's, you know, it's got moves. It's got moves. It's pretty close to it. Mm. And that's uh, just a really simple, you're getting towed around. Um, you got to get the boat to, you know, avoid the debris in the water. And then you've got to uh, just throw your infinite stash of javelins (laughs) (laughs) into it until it dies. Um, Yeah, it's one of those like old, oldest, old school uh, video game mechanics they just threw in for fun and mm. then you have to make a realistic remake of a game and it's like well how do we fix that i oh, know we can't no we can't. <laughs> just, just keep it <laughs> <laughs> it's uh i think this is the sort of first time as well that because this game resident evil 8 is a real attempt at doing resident evil 4 again oh yeah in hindsight and looking at this yep. lake monster right there's a lake monster in resident evil 8 uh village and it's uh it's just these oh, yeah, sort of moments yeah, this sort of yeah. moment though, like cheapens my reflections on village even more, because yeah. you're just like not to say one did one better than the other necessarily. I mean, this is probably better in Resident Evil Four. Well, but Four did everything better, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Though, <laughs> no, like, it's not uh, it's not to say they tried to do the same, but worse with the just with this lake monster. Yeah, yeah. but it makes me reflect on it. Like that wasn't even an original idea. Um, so yeah, right. which Resident Evil Four does a lot. It makes it puts village to shame um absolutely so absolutely yeah 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 we don't need to just get into village right now but uh resident evil 4 well yeah resident evil village is the bootleg resident evil 4 there's mm. no doubt about it well the funny thing is right you spend less time in a village in village than you do in resident evil 4 yeah but resident evil yep. 4 doesn't name itself after one of its areas <laughs> I, I just don't understand village Generally, it's they literally but in a different a, sort of misunderstanding they, to four. They literally <laughs> called a village just so they could do the VII I thing in the title. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, this um this village area of Resident Evil Four, so so much variety to it. Yeah, uh, it's really yeah. really fun. You got the you take on the, the El Gigante, the first one in the quarry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just and you meet Louise. The dog helps you. Dog helps you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, in yeah. the remake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because in the because in the remake doesn't do it doesn't do much. <laughs> well, well, in the original game, you at the start. I don't know in the I don't know if in the remake you walk you saw it or not, but there's like a dog dog that died in a bear trap mm. at the start of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So in the original, the dog is like in the bear trap but alive, and you save it, and then that's the dog that helps you in boss in the boss battles later. I saved it in, but in the remake. original in, in the remake, I swear the dog's just dead in the bear trap, but then a dog shows up. Oh, I saved it in the remake. Yeah. I can't my, recall exactly Maybe I'm misremembering, but I swear yeah. I just remember seeing a dog in the bear trap dead and he was like, oh, that's awful. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's this, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a wall, it's a wolf that gets caught in one of these bear traps, keeps snaring us. Uh, and then, so, and this is where one of Resident Evil gets weird and quirky. Hmm. One of its things is that it, it has all these unique uh, story mechanics or the or gameplay mechanics as well, sort of double as both. Where yeah, like you might save this wolf and then it'll come up like three hours later when you're taking on this big ugly freak giant thing. Yeah, and that's it. And then that sort of mechanic won't happen again in the game. And there's a bit later on where you know Ashley drops these uh, those blue lanterns down onto the enemies to help them freeze them. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll, and we'll touch on it. Yeah, I'll explain that later, but. That never happens again. The blue, no, the whole blue no. light thing, you know, <laughs> used very loosely. So, um, 
this yeah it's that's you could spend about 10 hours looking at every little bit that make mm. the little element that makes this game so unique because it's just like they only recur like they only appear like once a lot of the time and yeah there's so many of them yeah it's 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 strange <laughs> they tried to do it all yeah but they didn't but they didn't master anything well, you well think, they did but yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you think of, i actually think of it like uh spider-man across the spider-verse you know, mm. we said there's like a hundred artists. Look, like there was a hundred artists in every scene or something. Yeah, yeah. They just said you yep. just add your own bit to it and whatever. It's like this. It's like they had fifty people and yeah. they said, "All right, you yeah. just you design this half hour portion of the game. Yeah, just do what you want. Yeah. Any sort of weird shit. <laughs> that's actually that's, that's so accurate. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like unlocking the the one of the gates in the in the um, in in the castle where you you just drop mm. a, a flag somewhere and then a flag on. Un- rolls above the door and then three <laughs> flags being unrolled unlocks the door yeah. <laughs> like a gate it's just like what <laughs> and that never happens again so yeah anyway the i think the most notable bit of the village though well there's a cup there's sorry there is a few but one of the most notable bits is the uh a bit where you get trapped in a house with louise one of the other characters uh, and you have to fight you have to survive as again, you have to survive for a certain amount of time, mm. uh, like like the village, and that's tough as nails. Oh no, you have to kill them all. Pretty sure. No, you survive, and then you you survive, and then you lock yourself out of out of the yes. back of the house yeah. or something. Yeah, you're up. Yeah, and it's well, the house gets us on fire. Something, something like yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, that's our mutual Ugh. hardest part of the game. So tough, and it it wasn't even that it took in, like so many goes. It was just. Because once, once you know you've got to survive, like the game makes you do this all the time. Yeah. I'd say you've just got to survive. You've just got to hang in there. But it's so hard like when you – because Leon, and it's worth touching on. We, we've spoken about Leon in the past, but just a reminder, he's just like a, a gung-ho cop who drops one-liners at the worst times <laughs> to break the tension altogether of what you think is going to be an intense scene. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a dude. He's a, I was going to say, what a dude. <laughs> yeah, he's such a dude. What a dude. And he, and he, he has a bit of a new tough personality – in this one mm. um, because his character's gone through like military training since Resident Evil 2. So right, he's like, yeah. he's a lot tougher and he does sort of like other moves. He, he can kick, do kicks and German suplexes and all these different things to <laughs> enemies. So he's like, he's like military trained now. So he's a bit mm. more rugged as opposed to Resident Evil 2. He's a rookie on the first day of the job. Yeah. So he's a different, he's got a different uh, aura around him. So he's even cooler, I think, in, in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he literally yeah. is like an 80s action star now. He just does yeah. Yeah, uh, and it breaks. It does break the tension a lot just to see how he behaves in certain scenes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think if we're talking about his, uh, um, yeah, these little survival bits, and you've, he he still his maneuverability is still low. You can't. There's no dodge button or anything. Um, he can't. No, you can hit out and block with your knives, which a lot of no, isn't it? Finite no. dodge. No, there's no dodge. There is occasionally on certain like it's like a yeah. quick time thing. It's yeah. very very like. If, a, if an enemy does the big sweeping thing with a scythe, yeah. which is very occasional, mm-hmm. he could, there's a circle and he does it. He does a he does a backward somersault yeah. away from it, <laughs> like completely over the top. Um, and he's got the the new parry move. He does. Yes, he can parry, and yeah. he can parry the chainsaw. Yeah, with his luckily with his with a knife, a little boot knife, he, a kitchen knife. He, even he parries the chainsaw with a tiny knife. Yeah, and uh, that always is so intense. And they break eventually. Yeah. So, 
you have to manage your resources still, probably not as well as number two. And uh, there's still nah, there's a lot more resources. Plenty to one. go around. Yeah, but it's just. Uh, I think I said to you early, like even in the first scene with the village, I was like, this this game needs to have a dodge button. I'm like, go nuts doing yeah. it. But then once you accept it again, once you accept the limitations, given it was a you know it's a remake yeah, of a that's fit, the thing. seven a 19 year old game or whatever, yeah, you're all good. <laughs> yeah. You just got to you just got to get into it and accept it. Well, just be yeah, just be accepting of its limitations. Considering you didn't play the original version like I did, yeah. where you can't move and shoot at the same time. I would have died. So I would have. I wouldn't have done it. I don't know how you. I don't know how you came out of that with a positive reflection. Because it's fun as. Because it's fun. Maybe I'll quickly touch on the Wii version. So. Obviously, the original game is a very fa- very famous game, but I think the general consensus in the Resident Evil community, as far as I've read, is that the Wii version of Resident Evil Four is the best version of the original game. Mm-hmm. Um. Which sounds bizarre as hell. Like, how would the Nintendo Wii version be the best version of a Resident Evil game? But it's because you use the Wii mode and nunchuck for motion controls uh, with the Wii sensor bar. So you basically move with the stick on the nunchuck and then you aim with uh, the Wii remote. Uh, you hold hold whatever button to like aim to shoot and then you aim with the Wii remote and click the B button on the back of the remote like the trigger on a gun. So you mm. literally just go bang, bang, bang like on the screen like an arcade shooter. Mm. And it's like the funnest thing. Like it's, It is so satisfying. It's literally just like you're a time zone in the thing, just shooting zombies. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, especially when you use the sniper rifle and all that and you're like aiming with the, the scope and, and all the stuff. It's such a, such a fun uh, way to play Resident Evil. But I will say the remake is uh, still like feels like pure perfection of that on top. The yeah. remake's just like so solid. Yeah. Uh, but the original game is is a lot of fun. So like I I don't think I would have had nearly as good of a time obviously uh, playing the original version without the motion. Mm-hmm. If I was just playing the original stop and start <laughs> shoot with the stupid. Uh, the stupid uh, laser sight like we just did in Resident Evil 5 like uh, I, I probably would have given up before I finished I reckon but the, yeah thank, thank god we had each other for Resident Evil 5 I, bu- I bought the right version uh, yeah and yes Resident Evil 5 is uh, yeah co-op makes makes it oh, yeah. thankfully but, yeah, oh, yeah. talk about that <laughs> in future yeah <laughs> uh, so and we, we touched on being stuck in this house you mentioned Louise who's a who's a character who's somehow trapped in here and uh, in this Ran a bit of the village and hanging around for who knows why. Yeah, dressed right. in his nice, yeah. you know, sort of leather leather suit and flared pants, and he's yeah. full of charisma, and he yeah. uh, sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, imagine getting yourself involved in this mess. Yeah, and he just sort of pops up. Uh, he pops up here and there in the game. It's it's in the classic in a classic mid noughties style. He'll just appear, say he's give his two bits, help you through a section and then just go, and I'll see you later. And then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. You go, okay. <laughs> yeah. And he then just fades into the, fades into the darkness. Yeah. Gone. And then nobody ever questions it, yeah. but, he, but he keeps coming in and out. And, no know, one he, questions anything. No. And he's sort of working with Ada Wong, who's a bit of a, the spy, recurring spy character. Yeah. So is he being paid by Ada yeah. to help her collect the, the vaccine or something like the, that? The, uh, the Amber. Which the is amber. like the original yep. sample of this parasite yep, or whatever, yeah. um, but turns out it's not. It's not a big uh, plot point. Oh, it's, a, it's a key plot point, but the plot's not that crazy anyway. But he sort of he used to work there, and 
Yeah, he, he has a he has a lab <laughs> coming out the back of some ancient chapel, which uh, <laughs> makes no sense. Um, and he, uh, so he's he's basically sticking around. It turns out as, he, as his character develops, very basically, and yep. um, he's just sticking around because he doesn't want to hurt any more people with this lust plagas, this uh, yeah. virus that he was helping yep. to develop. He's had so. a change of heart. He has. Yeah. He also he actually has a bit more of a larger voice and placing the story in the remake too. Like he's even he's in the original even less. Right. So he kind of just turns up a few times and he's there. I don't know. <laughs> even the minecart section in, in the remake, you're with him, but in the original, you're just with Leon. Right. So it's, um yeah, he's he's inserted a lot more, which actually makes his, uh, him being there a lot more relevant. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the sort of early, he's the early character we have and this this game's pretty light on characters, Uh naturally yeah we uh but and we might as yeah. well touch on ashley now too because when you're in that section in the house you also have ashley with you at that point do you really yep yeah yeah and so we find uh, her I some i think so yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. we find her at some point once we've once we finally have done a, a thousand random uh jobs to get into this chapel that were originally locked out of when all these villages were we had to sort of outlast these villages yeah uh and yeah, eventually we find Ashley on the old altar. Uh, and yeah, interesting though. Will I don't know if you noticed on this. the altar, she's up in a room or something, isn't she? She is. She's up in a room. Yeah. Because up on this altar, it's a very strange part of the game. Yeah, you know, I was saying yeah, many times. The puzzle with the you have to turn the the like stained glass to make the shape. No, not quite. Or is that in the original? Maybe. No, no, no that's in there. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, there's some weird puzzles, uh, and we'll touch on the puzzles shortly because that's a very fun part of the game. But there's this area of the village where you go into this uh, near that old mate's house near the pier, the um, the foreman or the yeah, village, yeah, yeah. village chief, whatever. Yeah. And you go in past this um, into the tunnel, and you climb up this ladder, and you come out at this forest altar, yes. which is in a cutscene at certain one point of the game, someone being sacrificed. And you yeah. go up there, and there's this dead girl up there. Yeah. And I thought she must have been Ashley from this early cutscene or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's just laying there dead and yeah. you don't interact with her whatsoever. Just a person. Just a person dead. You don't touch her. He's seen worse. Yeah. Mm. I just want some sort of a verbal acknowledgement that I'm, where he's seeing the same thing. <laughs> Man, the first thing, the first thing Leon did on his first day at the uh, Raccoon City Police Department was pull a dude's face in half off the sitting on the ground and the blood oh. just spewed ever off the guy's face. <laughs> I don't think he cares about a random body. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and this well, this is the point where he's still trying, coming to understand what's going on. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like, no words. <laughs> was uh, there anything even up there? Hey. Was there anything even up there? Some item up there? No, there's, no, there's nothing to, to do. Something. Surely there was one thing up there. No, there was, there was someone chained like up. like a treasure. There was someone chained up at um, down at the bottom of the ladder where you could interact with him. You heard, yeah. oh, yeah. something must have happened or yeah. something. I remember that bit because when you leave, there's like 10 dogs mm. yeah. that, sp- that spawn mm. and try to kill you. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. So, and li- so littered throughout all of these areas as well are all the puzzles or random treasure chests that you have to get certain keys for. Yep. And we, I think we alluded to in an episode... Recently, um, can't remember which Luigi's one. Luigi's Mansion, maybe. Yes, the keys. The keys. So this is yeah. The these early... aren't shaped like sw- uh, suits, are they? Though? No, not not no, not the the cards. Yeah. Not like a card deck, but this uh, this one will have just random, you you know, spooky looking insignia key. 
Insignia, yeah, but there's yeah. a there's a couple of them. Mm. But as Which we Resident Evil Village just did again as well. <laughs> yeah. As we mentioned though, this happens only in this first third of the game really. You have all these keys again, you think like there, there's yeah. there's certain puzzle box keys later on, mm-hmm. but in terms of progressing through the game or finding these secret areas, yeah. It's only in this early part of the game. But there's all these random like yeah, um these random like I don't know treasure display cabinets in the middle of like the this jet, this little um, yeah. dock bit, uh, yeah. all this sort of stuff. It's just it's totally random, but it's um, again it adds the charm. Well, it's just all the the bizarre nature of it all is what makes it uh, like quirky and fun, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Ashley, Ashley Graham, she's hateable, <laughs> but likable. Yeah, she's just an old school damsel in distress. Yeah, there's no denying she's a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. But she means well, you know. She means well. She's, I fear for what she must have been like in the original, given how hopeless she is in this one. And well, they would have made her a bit more useful in this one, surely. Yeah, definitely has a, a stronger presence in terms of being useful and personality in the remake, yeah. Yeah. In the original, she kind of just like screams for Leon the whole Leon! time. Leon! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in the original, it's like 10 times worse oh. and higher pitched as well. But oh. yeah, in the remake, he's actually he. She's um, I like her in the remake, and I like that her and Leon sort of become this team, this like duo of all like almost friends that like back each other up as the game goes. Yeah, yeah, like they become like a strong duo where they help e- they actively help each other uh, to to solve things because they know that they need to rely on each other to escape from what's happening. So I don't know. I, I like them as a duo, maybe a lot more than other people. But in the but they're definitely so much cooler in the remake than the original. The original, they're um, um, yeah, that they're not. Uh, it's not as exciting. No, no way. Until the very end, where they, you know, actually ask Leon to, to bump, <laughs> bump uglies. The- and she alludes to that in the remake too. Basically, she says like, "Oh, I want you to be my personal." Um, secret guard or like permanently she's like I want you to be my permanent guard I didn't take that as creepy though I just I didn't assume it like that yeah but I think knowing that what she says in the original it's like an intentional less disgusting yeah. way of saying I want you around all the time yeah 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 <laughs> but in the original she's just like let's do it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's far more appropriate I think it's worth mentioning as well that this uh, basically the reason that Leon is pushing on after finding Ashley so early which was his primary objective is that Ashley's infected and it turns out mm. he also is. So they've got to find a cure. And of course he goes all yeah. God mode or superhero complex and he has to save the world from this little corner of Spain. Yeah, <laughs> from a young, old-looking boy and an old man. Yeah, yeah. A, mi- <laughs> a miniature man-child yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe to wrap up the village, we... Uh, Mendez... We Mendez, we do. Mendez, <laughs> we thought he was Mr. X reborn. It turns out he was just nothing more than a Mr. X bootleg. Yeah, it was. And he, so he's sort of the village chief or priest. 
and he's he's what twelve foot tall. He just looms every now and then. Oh yeah. When you first encounter him, you're like, oh my god, mm. look at that guy. He's got the big sort but of. Then he's just he's just gone. He's got one of those big like shit carters hat sort of things. Yeah, you know, like the the Grim Reaper, big white the, the Undertaker's yeah. hat. I was gonna say he looks like an Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, with a big uh, massive cloak on, yeah. just a long long Amish sort of looking beard. Yeah, he's he's definitely an Undertaker. Mm. Supposed to supposed to be, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, and you sort of think as well, and it's confusing at this stage. They they refer to it at different points to a Lord Sadler. Yeah, even in yep. all the um the random notes you find around, which are, which are good. The the notes around in this game, I thought. Are pretty well done, like the world building sort of background yeah, yeah. knowledge. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they yeah. always refer. They're not fifteen pages long, like everyone in Resident Evil Five. I oh, know so that's good. Oh. The um, <laughs> God, uh, the um, everything they refer to though, that yeah, they'll talk about Lord Sadler, and they'll also talk about what the village chief or his notes to them. And I thought, hey, he must be the village chief must be some, you know characters dead or in the past or something. Yeah. And Lord Sadler must be this guy who keeps appearing. Mm-hmm. Turns out Lord Sadler, we don't even see him till the end, but he is the mastermind. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and his name's Sadler and he's in Spain, so I wasn't sure what's going yeah, on. Yeah. He does appear but, early in the game at one cutscene in the remake. Yeah. Like a vision. He's yeah. In, I think you're seeing. Yeah. yeah. He appears at some point for something. But mm. yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> Sadler in the, in the remake. I don't know. The original game, you have a lot more interaction with him across the whole game, mm. because in in the original, there's and I can show you a video of it if you haven't seen it. There's these like weird, strange telephone calls between you and the villains, where where it's almost like a video call where you can see both their faces. Yeah, it's like a little PDA thing. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and you like there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. smarkiness. You talk to Sadler and 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 Salazar and and whatever, like multiple times lay onto them and they like rib each other and, and all this stuff. So you like, you, you like Sadler's almost like baits you through the game and, mm. and stuff. But then in the remake, they sort of cut all that away. And I get that it helps with the extra realism, but it makes Sadler 10 times less impactful as a main villain because you don't really know him. Yeah. And they don't really, like I was saying, they don't really build him up enough to make you aware of who he is and what he's doing. Mm. If they had a bit more of that, sure, he was he was creepy in the sense that you think, oh, who's this Lord Sadler if it's not yeah. this guy? But yeah, you don't really directly see him. And then you you know go to the castle and they've got Master Ramon there, um, yeah. Who and he's not quite. And you think maybe he's Lord Sadler, but he's not. Um, all these sort of things. And but yeah, early on, so I think. Lord Sadler, again, he, yeah, he doesn't quite have that impact um, that he could have because mm. you just don't see him. He's not affecting you directly. But no. it's the original FaceTime is what you're referring to. In the, yeah, uh, it is. They've got just the random yeah. faces on there yeah. <laughs> on this weird screen thing, yeah. Huh? But who knows yeah. how Leon had it. Because Leon's, Leon's always checking in or like being checked in on by his um, like military um, oracle person. Uh, he's his handler, his yeah. intelligence officer. Yeah, and you like you see her face like in the original. She's like calling Leon. Condor one, Condor one. Or is Condor one Leon? Condor one is the eagle is Ashley. Yeah, I reckon Condor one is Leon. Yeah, but I, that that might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Mendez. Yeah, is a bootleg Mister X. He doesn't actually stalk you, but great. I I think he has a great boss fight. It's a fun boss. Visually fight. very cool boss yeah. fight and unique. Well, it, it leads into it because he's looming after. He's just following you, stalking you as you're running up this hill, um, trying to fend off all these villagers, but you're trying to hurry up because Ashley's with you and she gets hurt easily. She's she's weak. Uh, but <laughs> as you're coming up, um, yeah, the hill, he's yeah. following you and you think, 
oh, this is Mr. X all over again. Yeah. And we've got Mr. X complexes, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone everyone who's tall has to be Mr. X. Yeah. Uh, and then he just goes full Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, at least with Ashley, um, she doesn't have her own health bar like in the original. Oh, that would have been She terrible. just gets picked up and taken away and you have to stop them. But in the original, you have to manage your health as well. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, the boss fight. He just kind of turns into like a massive bug dude. Yeah. he's Basically, his legs just fall off and he gets these big claws out of his rib cage. And- well, he's, he stands up first. The first half, he's standing up, but he's like a giant bloody centipede with like eight legs. Yeah. And then the second phase, you <laughs> sh- shoot him enough or whatever and he's, his whole bottom half of his body gets cut, cut off and just falls away. Mm. And then he's like a... He looks like some sort of like monkey... Yeah, so it's like swinging around on bars. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, what are those? What are those monkey connector things? The barrel of monkeys. Yeah, monkey in a barrel. Whatever yeah, they call it. I don't it. know the names. Like yeah. those sort of things. He's just swinging around, <laughs> and he was yeah. pretty difficult. Uh, yeah. uh, quite simple. Like as in, you know exactly what you have to do. Just yeah. dodge him when he's throwing the the uh, big logs of timber at you, and yeah. shoot him. Shoot the barrels in his hand when he's about to yeah, fling yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but he's... You basically escape yeah. all of his hits if you stand up the top on the balcony in the corners as yeah, well. and just run left and right yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's not that difficult, but I don't know, I thought it was spect- as a spectacle, especially in the remake with the PS5 graphics, was like awesome. Mm. It just looks so cool. The, all yeah. the fire, like just looks... So- the best visually visual thing in the whole remake, in my opinion, is the fire. Fire Anything that's good. on fire just looks amazing, especially when the game turns to night. Because obviously the first half of the game is during the day, which is different to a horror game generally. But when it turns to night, I think uh, when you're near the end of like the lake section, you're in a lot of caves and it's nighttime and there's a lot mm. of guys with like flaming heads flickering, around corners and Flickering stuff. wet stone and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that's like just visually like one of the best looking games I've ever seen mm. easily. Yeah, I think I think the fire is the, the key strength of all the remakes. Number three, even had good fire. Yeah, yeah. You, you got you got to accept that. Had word. to have good something. <laughs> uh, what about the castle, castle section? It's like a yeah, it's like a big, big theme park of stuff. Just a, assortment of rooms and puzzles that don't mean anything to one another. And what takes us there, I think, is that Luis promises that he can help us find a cure, and he says, "Meet us at the castle." Meet me at the castle. Yeah, or in the courtyard, and then you. So you go, yeah, okay, we'll go to the castle. Which, of course, there's a castle uh, yeah. in modern-day Spain. <laughs> and you know you're not getting out because when you go in, the gate closes behind you, oh, yeah. signifying that you're in there for life, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But once the drawbridge is up, you're, uh, yeah. you're toast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, this is it's probably the most Resident Evil coolest setting in any of the games, most versatile. It's got creepy dungeons. It's got glamorous looking, you know, um, ball ballrooms. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's got a throne room. It's got dungeons. Uh, I said dungeons, but like sewery sort of bits. It's got lab. Yep. It's got labs, of course. Yeah, it's got labs. It's got big hives of bu- <laughs> bug hives. But yeah, we got bug hives, which is where the sort of this disease, this parasite, comes from. It's got bugs. catapults throwing giant boulders. It's got catapults. It's got. It's got um. <laughs> Giants on top of turrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. throw boulders at you. Yeah, yeah. It's like King Kong, basically. Yeah, and it's got it's got the mine carts. And you, it's, know, got, a, it's got a mine. Yeah, and when you go out onto the yeah. um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but on the on the on the top of the castle wall, 
you know, there's that big, that area where you sort of really loop out and you've got to go all these different tunnels by turning the night and the turn the lever to night, the moon or the sun, and it switches all the gates around yeah. as you're going. It yeah. made no sense. I couldn't keep track of where I was going. I just yeah. kept doing it until they got somewhere. Um, yeah. got cool. massive steel spiky balls rolling rolling down yeah. rolling down stairwells. It's got gardens with dogs in cages. Yeah, do- yeah, it does. It's got a big water room. Yeah, you can go in the pond and um collect all the fish. Yeah, you can. And sell fish. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're worth a lot of money. Sell yeah, those fish. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Bass. Big or small yeah, big bass. bass. Yeah. You sell fish. It's got Ada. <laughs> it's got Ada. It's got we like Ada. We like Ada. It's got golden egg. Yeah, it's got eggs. That's what uh, in the throne that's room. That's what Ramon <laughs> always reminds me of is eggs. Because uh, you go into the throne room and there's just a bunch of chickens around his seat. Yeah. And then Leon sits in his seat. Hmm. You and, take a picture. And that's the and and speaking of Master Ramon, 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 he's the he's the overlord of the castle, mm. and he's about three foot tall. He's got a he's got a hint of the old virus about him. He's he's a maniac. And you, you sort of learn throughout these notes that he's, he's like the last of this line of this rich, evil family yeah. who's, who's doing all these experiments with this uh, parasite and everything. Mm. And then, But Lord Sadler's the one doing it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he look so like old and withered? Yeah, he's got the, the remake. It's, I don't get it. In the, originally, he's like a boy. <laughs> he's like a young boy. Yeah, that's what I'm not... <laughs> mate, it could be that he's sort of uh, never aged because he's got this parasite, but, he's, yeah. but he is sort of older. That's... Yeah, he looks old as in the remake. It's, mm. it's weird. He's like a little tiny Albert Einstein looking dude with the orange, like fuzzed out hair. Oh, oh sorry, uh, grey fuzzed out hair. One of those old, like you got seventeenth or sixteenth century white wigs that they used to wear in courts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and he's got the pantaloons on, the long socks up yeah. to his knees, <laughs> little black shoes. It's um weird as heck. But he just sort of talks to you over loudspeakers every now and then, and yeah, um, it sends some sends some uh, enemies at you. Yeah, zealots are they being called? Being guarded by the mm. big um, Garadors. Is that the name? The blind, the the blind massive, the, the blind Wolverine things. The massive blind dudes. Where you, there's two in the room before the throne room, with the multi-level room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of the hardest rooms in the game. Yeah, Are they called Garadors or something? Garad or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. But we it's so hard those things. Oh, yeah, and, and so tough. You only shoot him in the back. But they're and blind for here. They sprint directly forward as fast as they can. Mm. And so we've got these uh, similar enemies like the villagers, but now they've become uh, these zealot sort of cultist dudes with like yeah. long black cloaks. Look like look like dementors, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've got you know maces and shields and yeah, it's just totally medieval. Yeah. Uh, it's a complete change of tone from the village. Uh, it's quite strange. Again, we've got these dungeons, and you got to sneak around past these. Garado, Garados, whatever you, whatever you call him. Garador. <laughs> Garador. I swear it's Gar- Garador or something. Yeah. Look it up and we'll line this, we'll line this out. Yeah. Um, but we get this, um, yeah, it's just, it's a very labyrinthine kind of progression through this part of the game where the village was remained the central hub. This is a sort of more linear uh, way forward, I guess, through the, through the castle, but it's very, very tangly, uh, and it's, it's very, it's, it's like I said, it's probably the more the most character, uh, what does it say, charismatic area of any sort of any of the Resident Evil games. I feel it's just it's just got all this, yeah, 
it's just cool, but it's also so intimidating at the same time. Yeah. Because you just don't know what, what weird shit they're going to put into it next. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I was just looking up uh, Garador. So, yeah, Garador is, uh, yeah, these guys. Hmm. Yeah, and there's with the, a- big, with the big knife hands. So the first one you fight, you, you drop into a um, the some sort of like dungeon pit, mm. and it's it's like stuck on the it's it's chained chained to the wall, and uh, you you start walking away, and then it breaks off the wall because it hears you and comes running around the corner, and you have to be quiet and get a lot of hits in behind on its back to, mm. to kill it. And then there's a point where you fight two at once in a room with already about other fifteen other enemies as well. Mm. And it's a nightmare that room like that. That's I mean, that took me so long on both games, mm. just like the village at the start, and just like the water room in the castle as well, mm. which is a nightmare. Yeah. And then there's that bit where you Ashley's up on the bloody walkway, um, turning the two things, and you have to um, protect Ashley from the cultists walking along the um, trying to abduct her things and, and fight the dudes in front of you. Mm. While tough. you're raising these, this bridge, yeah. Yeah, so tough. It is. The, the, the Garadors, I really enjoy the, the key uh, thing being that they're blind and they've just got these three Wolverine, like meter-long Wolverine-like claws yeah. from the other hands. Um, and so you got, yeah, obviously you've got to sneak around and it, but once they hear you, they just, they're just like berserkers. They just go crazy slashing through everything. And yeah. in this room you're referring to where there's two, uh, there's about... 20 other enemies coming after you as well. Yeah. And any noise you make trying to move away from them attracts the Garadors who who will also slash through all these enemies if you can maneuver it yourself correctly. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bell in the corner you can shoot once to attract them to one spot before they destroy that. Yeah. And you just got to get everything perfect because they, uh, yeah, once they hear you, once they hear you and you think, oh, yeah, they won't, they won't not catch up to me. They just sprint like hell straight oh. at you, and and it's it's the, it's quite scary. The music is so loud. Yeah, it's it's dead quiet, and then they yell because they heard you, and the music just goes crazy. Yeah, every single time it happened, it li- like lifted my ass off the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what's your what's your sort of what's your vibe of the the castle? Like what what sort of stood out for you? Because of course we've got a, a segment as well where we play as Ashley. While Leon's trapped in a in a steel cage, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's a stealth section, and that's all. That's the horror, probably a horror section. Yeah. All, what do you know? What do you feel about the all whole the thing? like? What do you call those guys? The, they're, they're like, I don't know. They're not mannequins. It's like a knights. They're just uh, suits of armor. Suits of armor that come to life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think the castle's the best part of the game overall because I think, I think because it has the most uh, interesting. E- variety of enemies uh like you basically listed all mold just then but i think and the bugs screw the bugs yeah maybe it's not the best because it's got bugs <laughs> yeah um no i think overall it's probably the best part of the game i think it's it pushes the story the most forward that bit as well and i think it in that part of the game it sort of makes ashley and leon become more of a duo they sort of start to trust each other a lot during the what, what happens in the um, in the castle. Just obviously because Ashley at one point saves Leon from him being trapped in a cage too. So um, I think all of that overall makes it probably the best part. And it leads into some really good sections at the end of it uh, as well. Like with the Salazar 
boss fight, but also one other boss right down in the labs. Mm. Well, I was just going to add quickly, like as well, like if you're talking about why it works so well with Ashley and Leon in here, it's because you've got all these old mechanisms like levers and yeah. um, and puzzles, and like you're talking about turning, getting Ashley to want, turn the wheel to raise the bridge while you're fighting people mm. off and you've got to raise another bit of the bridge yourself yep. Uh, yep. which luckily glitched out for me and saved me a lot of time because <laughs> that was the worst part. I wish it glitched of- out for me. I oh, know. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know how. She saved herself. She was in her hands and she just she teleported to me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it just sort of makes more sense because you've got all these old contraptions uh, that just sort of make it, yeah, very medieval and... It's almost like one big torture chamber. Yeah, and we've, yeah, even this puzzle room where you're sitting at the dining table and you've got to mimic the the two images. Oh yeah, sit down at the, right. the sit down at yeah. the um the the table setting. Yep, with the glass with of a wine specific and, amount of uh, cutlery. Yeah, a glass all, of wine, glass of whatever, yeah. bottle of brandy or whatever, <laughs> and you've got to make sure you sit at the right ones, ring the bell, and then you know the you get the next bit of the puzzle. Uh, given I hope to whoever you. designed that was happy. Yeah, with their. 10 minute contribution (laughs) (laughs) i know because again that doesn't happen anywhere else yeah so i like yeah i like how wacky the castle is in the whole for the whole thing it feels like a um a condensed fun horror romp film Mm. where the two characters go on this weird ass journey yeah and obviously you've got like the minecart thing as well and like a little bit with Luis, which takes you sort of back to like the first third of the castle, yeah, and between the first third and the last third of it, yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it kind of takes you back to the start, and then you can sort of go on a sort of more direct path through the center of the castle to get to where you need to go. Mm. I think, and there is that boss fight there too with the two El Gigantes, where you got to get one stuck in the hole and then kill the other one with Luis. Drop into lava, which was yeah. like the bane of my existence. You actually watched me try to do that, <laughs> and I, I, just could, I could not figure it out. Did you just do that straight away when you played it? Second go, yeah, yeah. First one's purely. I knew what to do, but it's just the the first time I died was purely because I um walked under its feet, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but and yeah, then, we gotta we gotta we've gotta talk about though the most jarring random bit that was also one of your favorite parts and one of your proudest moments in the game, and that is the recurrence of this uh, one pirate themed shooting range that pops up. In a, oh yeah, but in the form of a random elevator. I didn't know you were going to say that. But yeah, <laughs> the shooting range. There's I, random rooms where you just go into an. There's an elevator there with the merchant hanging outside of it. Well, I think we should out. actually just uh, talk about the merchant in general because the merchant is through the whole game. And what like what's this guy about? Why is, is it, he selling? Why is he selling the items in this location at this time of? you know his existence when leon just happens to be there yeah to start is why does leon find it weird that his services are available like does leon just buy stuff from him is that weird to leon yeah is that does he ever question (laughs) why the shooting ranges are there or does leon just enjoy the break from the the suspense yeah like what is this is this (laughs) well the 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 merchant again he's a fully cloaked he's a fully cloaked man with like the whole thing where he pulls open his cloak and he's got all the goods in, inside of his cloak, old yeah. style, but he also fits RPGs in there, so I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, but he sort of he, he's the one where you upgrade your weapons, buy new weapons, trade it for, um, you know, trade treasures in to get cash back. Yeah. All this sort of thing. So he's the shop function. And um, he lays out a lot a lot of side quests too. Yeah. The, yeah, he, the he, game has tons of little side quests, mm. including killing lots of hard m- mini bosses yeah, in each uh, area. That strong, were, strong threats. Strong threats, yeah. Even that's a weird Which name. Which are all pretty hard. <laughs> 
were all pretty hard fights. You didn't really do most no, of them. No, no. I did them all. But yeah, there's some pretty hard ones. Mm. The one in the car, the castle's the hardest with the um, suit of armor that's alive. That the strong threat of that's like so tough. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like the old uh, Salazar's uh, special armor or something mm. like that. Yeah. So so tough. But those are really fun. But the merchant refers to themselves as uh, in plural. Um, you know, as a, as a collective. So I think each merchant might be different. No way. Yeah. Really? I reckon. That would be a twist and a half. He always talks about we. (laughs) Yeah. Completely random again. But the shooting range is fun. Yeah, I spent a lot of time there. I wanted to do the highest rank in every every shooting range uh, option, which I did. And it's pirates and sailors. You got to shoot pirates on this model ship. (laughs) Where does that come from? I don't know. So that's someone else's 10-minute contribution. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It comes from absolutely nowhere. (laughs) So weird. Well, when you when you tell me about it, because uh, you, you said before I played it, you know you you got s uh, the, the highest ranking on every challenge. Yeah, you're saying you've yeah. got to do it. And when I went in, I thought I'm not staying around in this like because the first one that appears is like a third of the way through the game. And I thought, no, I'm not going to stick around in this one area just trying to perfect this stuff. I'm going to move on. And then of course it keeps appearing throughout where it would be this new. Um, the elevator would be in the corner of the room. I'm like, don't tell me the shooting range is here as well. It must be a new one. Yeah. Then I go down. It's the exact same. <laughs> yeah, it just adds levels every time. Yeah. But you can go still do the old levels. You mm. just add, add tax on more. The thing about doing the shooting range, though, is it makes the game a bit funner because you get the better results you get in the shooting range. You can trade that in into like a little machine, which gives you charms to put on your attache cage. Attache. Attaché case. Yeah, which is like where you store all your weapons. And- yeah, but you can, in the remake, you can put little charms on it that give you bonus abilities. Mm-hmm. And some of the ones you get for doing full S-Rank and stuff are like really fun. I, f- I forget exactly what, but there's some really cool ones Yeah, okay. in there. Um, I've got three charms throughout the game. Yeah, I don't know how many I got. I probably got over 10. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the shooting range is great. The shooting range is great. And uh, we should t- probably talk about the lab in the castle before we get to the island mm. and and the, and the wrap up the game. And, of course, the, the lab comes about when you fall down a big pit in the throne room. Yeah. Into, like, the, the, un, the underground caverns, which, of course, lead to the lab. <laughs> it's not nest, though. It's not nest. It's just a long... It's lab a, one. It's lab one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a long-ass... Uh, yeah, tunnel sort of system underground where there's a bit of a bit of bit of um, what's it called liquid nitrogen action going on. Yeah, and you got the you poopied your pants. I did poop you the pants. Verdugo, because yes, Master Ramon. Seven minutes. Master Ramon. <laughs> Master Ramon Salazar has these two weird cloaked dudes with him, and it turns out they're called Verdugo. And bo- seven, seven minutes is all Verdugo <laughs> has to play with you. <laughs> yeah. It's another, yeah, you're right. It's another survival thing. Yeah. Because you're down there and you've got this weird scorpion looking demon thing chasing after you. It's and you got to. Big guy. You just got to survive. You got to help. Yeah. You can kill it. Yeah. You can you, kill it. There's a trophy for killing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I killed it in the original. But it's um, just. But the, not in the remake. I bowed out of there. I was like, I'm not bothering that, that crap. Yeah. <laughs> and this, and given it looks like the Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can hear it as you're walking throughout the hall before it actually reveals itself. Yeah. And it's, it's quite terrifying. You can hear it like groaning and like it's breathing. And then you hear it when you move, it rushes around, it gets overhead somewhere in the, uh, you know, in the, in the pipes and, and the vents, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was just, that was a short and very sharp 
intimidating part of the game. Yep. Um, where yeah, thank God it's only time because <laughs> I, I just I couldn't have lasted another minute. Yeah. Well, the the worst thing is it starts you right in the back corner of the tunnel, and you have to hit a lever mm. to start the process of putting the power back on or something. And you're right in the very back corner, and you just—I remember you saying, "Like I'm standing in front of this lever, and I just know some crap's going to go down if I pull this, but I don't want it, but I have to pull it." Yeah. And as soon as you pull it, you walk about two meters behind you, and Verdugo busts into the room and just starts walking around the mm. the square to, to get you, and it's on. Oh yeah, yeah. And and the thing, the beauty, and also arguably frustrating part of this game, the game, the game generally. They don't really tell you what you're going to have to do. You just got to work it out for yourself. It'll give an indication that you might have to wait. But there's just like, all right, survive. Yeah. And you go, how do I survive? And it's like, I don't know, you work it out. Yeah. And you just go, okay. And uh, that's the that's where the game is 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 also strong again because of this complete unpredict, unpredictability of, yeah, you know, are they going to give, deliver me a straightforward experience in this bit? Or is there going to be some, some something stupidly chaotic yeah. that I have to work out? And yeah. a, lot, a lot of the time, it's halfway in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Master Ramon Salazar, boss fight. Um, the rocket launcher came out, didn't it, for you? Sure did. I didn't know it was a one-hit kill. <laughs> I spent 160 grand on this thing. I thought I'd just be able to refill it every now and then. So I just thought, oh, I'll just give it a go. I'll just shoot him straight away and... I never saw a moment of the boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to everyone who's out there struggling with Master Ramon, sucked in. Yeah. But I don't know what you're going through. Yeah. he just I think he just moves around pretty quickly around that room in a couple of phases, um, shooting shooting his face inside the gob of the monster or whatever. Oh, naturally. So, of course, naturally he's a, he, he turns from this three-foot little weird royal dude yep. into a big glob. Big yeah. glob. <laughs> As is Resident Evil's only <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, it is. The yeah. So in the in the original, it's a bit different. He's kind of like this big plant based monster that's like in the middle of a massive sort of dome. Plant based monster. There's lots of vegans around here. Yeah, he's like he's huge. Mm. And um, you sort of shoot him from afar, and there's a lot of bugs hanging around while you're trying to fight him and all this stuff. So I remember doing that and killing him in that game. So when it came to the remake. I had read online that there was a trick you could do if you threw a golden egg at him in the right moment to <laughs> bypass the majority of the boss fight. And I was like, I mean, I'll try it because I can't be bothered fighting this idiot again. <laughs> I've yeah. done it in the original. I can't be stuffed. And uh, it took me a couple of tries to get the egg throw right, but it worked. I hit him right in the face with the golden egg about five seconds into the boss fight and it instantly uh, sent him to like stun lock at the end of the boss fight and I had to go up to him and... Um, hit him with a knife and that made me kill him uh, straight away. So <laughs> yeah, we right. both bypassed the <laughs> <laughs> Some may call us cheats, but yeah. I just call us yeah. smart. Yeah, so do I. So from there we go to the island and the island is, uh, I don't know, I feel like the island is, it's just time for action. Like what I immediately noticed when I got there that it was suddenly like I was on the front lines of some war. Mm. Or something, and uh, it is is in pretty much every way Act Three. Yeah, yeah, Act Three in every Resident Evil game just turns up the action to eleven, mm. and uh, like even in this, enemies had like lightning stun rods and and metal armor pieces because they're all factory workers and all these different things. So mm. it definitely changed a lot, um, but I think it's a pretty cool way to finish still. 
Um, and obviously, it has a bit of a horror section too with the regenerators, which was uh, yeah. a good a good bit. One of my favorite bits, actually, where you're sort of in like a lab with lots of like freezers and stuff, and there's regenerated monsters that walk around and Big, uh, gooey, floppy humanoid things. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I reckon that's really fun because because you have to you have to use an X-ray scope on a rifle to shoot the parts of the regenerator inside its body it's pa- the parasites that are inside yeah it. Mm. and like i just reckon that's cool just like lining up with the sniper rifle with the with the x-ray scope and just smashing them in from the inside very very satisfying yeah because they're uh they're very gross mm. uh, they they just if they get close to you they just flop onto the ground and slither towards you and yeah. they and then they there's this final form of a, a couple of the ones later on where they just can just explode, like extend all these spikes out of their body, like a big, like all these quills. Yeah. Um, and they impale Leon quite easily, and they're really hard to shoot because you have to just pound it in the face multiple mm. times without getting close to it. Yeah. But yeah, this island, the island I found, uh, the, and this goes back to, yeah, they're like dock workers themed enemies, still Ganados as they're called, these yep. generic um, villain um, enemy type, but they just. Uh, the island sort of broke away from this theme that the village and castle set up of being, you know, semi-medieval backwater. How are you going to, you know, how are you going to get out of here to suddenly just, because Ashley gets taken to this, what this what's called the, you know, it's a facility on this island where yeah. Lord Sadler is awaiting to sacrifice her or do whatever he's going to do because we don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. He probably could have done it at any moment. Yeah. But he's just waiting. Yeah, he's just waiting. Always walking at least... Uh, 300 meters ahead of you into a door right when you come around the corner <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just it sort of broke the the mood a, a bit for me because it just went again it went like Resident Evil 5 did, did, did so weirdly went between this yeah again this uh, medieval older theme to suddenly we're in modern industry yeah and I just thought the castle, yeah, would be would be it. Like this is where things are going to happen. And it just goes, no, we're going to go away to this random island on a jet ski, yeah, or on a boat, whatever it was. And like, how far or where is that in relation to where we were? Yeah. I, I don't know. Zero. Yeah. Zero idea or like indicated relevance. Um, so <laughs> it's quite weird in that sense. But again, it's a good, it's a really good act three because this this whole lab style theme, um, this lab theme with these regenerators is creepy as heck yeah. um, and makes you really this is probably the one of the times where you have to manage your ammo the be- the most in the game yeah because you need the rifle ammo to be able to pierce them and kill them yeah yeah. without it I, I did a few times without it um, trying to remember that video I sent you where you have to wind the door up and then sprint through and roll under it before they go down but there's yep. they're in the body the yeah, bags they're in the it. bags yeah luckily I could sort of sneak through but I had no ammo to kill them if I had to, and I was thought, <laughs> yeah. "This is it. This is the end of the game for me. I can't yeah. go any further." Yeah, we locked here forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think that's where it, yeah it got pretty intense. Yeah, and we've also got the uh, un- unexpected good addition to the story of Krauser mm. here as well, and he's sort of this r- random, almost tacked-on former army buddy of um, of yeah. Leon. Well, he was like his military mentor, like commander person, right? Mm-hmm. He like trained Leon, mm. um, but he sort of shows up, but he's on the, you know he's on the wrong side. Yeah, and yeah. what a random person to show up to be on the wrong side of this little Spanish plot. Yeah, it is. It is like weird. <laughs> it's like a bizarre addition, but I think it's a good one. Mm. It sort of makes Leon's um, 
it sort of makes the process of it all a bit harder for Leon, I guess. Like it adds a bit of personal element into it rather than just trying to save Ashley and, and save the day. Um, and mm-hmm. the fighting part with Krauser is uh, like, I think technically in terms of bosses, I think Krauser is the most unique. And I remember that the most out of all of the bosses, just because it's, um, it's a bit more grounded in reality for starters. He doesn't just yeah. turn into a giant blob. He does turn into a bit of a monster, but yeah. uh, there is like a whole first f- section of fighting where it's more just tactical, like military-based fighting. It's cat and mouse. Yeah. Um, so cat and cat and Kraus. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. I think uh, yeah, the Krauser stuff in the original game is really hard. Um, the, the like tactical cat and mouse part in the original is so tough it's way easier in the remake i did it in one go uh, but then the actual fight with krauser is quite tough in the remake in mm. comparison um where he's like you're on sort of little circular platform and he sort of jumps up top and dive bombs you and all these mm. things and um yeah but i don't know i thought that was a cool uh side little side plot yeah well this is definitely where because we do we do encounter krauser earlier on uh, I can't remember if it's in the castle or not, or it was on the island. But it's just like a little, a little bit where he comes. In, it's literally hand to hand. He's trying to. Yeah. He's got a knife. It's just knifey knifey the yep. whole time. And yep. He jumps over the top. You got to turn around, counter quickly. Yeah. Just slash him. Just re- really straightforward and simple, and quite actually refreshing at the time. Mm. It's just it changes up the pace. But you're right. This I think this um, boss battle sequence with with Krauser, where you got to you know. Find out where he is, but you're trying to progress and sneak through and avoid his traps. But it's not a direct boss fight yet. Yeah, it was just a really nice, but yeah, good change of pace. But also the most Leon part of the game, where yeah. we yeah we finally get his personal angle. He's sort of traumatized from what happened, and we see these you know notes around about this. Uh, how I think the American government completely cut off their squad and left them for dead, mm. and Krauser was the leader of that. Yeah, um, and. It was, yeah. This this was probably my favorite boss fight for that reason as well, because yeah, it's just a half. It's just a knife fight, and uh, you just got to. It's literally a matter of military man coming up against military man using their skills. It was just, it was just good. I yeah. I, I just liked that it. it wasn't all monster. Yeah, mm. but it was a little bit monster. Yeah, because we come together at the end when you finally <laughs> catch him, of course, and he. He has to get two massive monster arms. Yeah. It kind of um, reminds me yeah. of uh, the way the first half of the boss fight is in the remake. It's quite like the Deadshot um, side mission in Batman Arkham City where you got to like get to him while he's trying to snipe you but, but hide mm. while he's looking around and move forward when you can. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. It's like, a, it's like military stealth, not sort of horror stealth. Yeah. You're not just hiding... In a bush. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that leads into, I don't know, saving Ashley and fighting Sadler, I guess, at the end of the game. A- Ada ends up a- a- aiding you hey. uh, with a rocket at the end. But yeah, it's a-, a final boss fight, which you... Ada finally makes her, her rights Wong. Her Wong's <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you... Uh... What did you do in the final boss fight? Did you you fought the first phase and then? Uh, I did no, I didn't. I, I just had a go at the first phase where he just he's this uh, this villain we're meant to respect so much. Uh, you know, who's uh, we're meant to fear him, who's suddenly just 
decide to finally put some effort in. Uh, he's just all eyeballs. Yeah, big eyeballs. He's even got a big eyeball out of his mouth. Yeah, and I just thought I've had enough of shooting eyeballs in Resident Evil. I'm gonna get the rocket out. So I got the rocket out, blasted him. He didn't die. Took him to the next phase where I have to pick up a scripted rocket and just yeah. blast him again. Yeah, special red rocket. It said, yeah, special yeah. red rocket launcher. That's the one Ada gives you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nice. I did that. I did that in the remake too. Mm-hmm. I just I, I knew it was coming, so I just I saved the rocket for the for that and just went bang and bang. Mm. <laughs> but I fought him in the original. And um, at least for the first, before you get the red, red rocket, I did the first phase. And yeah, he's, he just fo- he follows you around like this massive eyeballed spider. Mm. And it's pretty hard, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, a, a, a bit of a weird final boss fight, in my opinion, uh, in the game. It's, it's at this like weird, like docks, scaffoldy. Like a wharf. Area, wharf sort of area. It's, um, it, it doesn't have any like real. It doesn't have any meaning to the rest of the game. Like, not, like it's, the not loca- a, it's not a functional location. Yeah, the location mm. doesn't bear any substance in into what you've been doing the whole game. No, so it's really just showing down with him on at a place where you just happen to collide, I guess. And it's a shame too because I think just previous to this, uh, we we sort of go into like yeah where they're keeping this amber, you know where this where they found the parasite for the first time and this, mm. all this excavation, which is what this island's for. They this is where they sort of excavated a lot of it. And you go into this, uh, yeah, this old, uh, like I referred to earlier. It's it's almost like a not a church, but like a big uh, temple-y thing. But it's in in a cavern, so it's mm. really edgy looking. Like it's all carved out of this cave. And then you, yeah, and then you just go behind the altar to the left, and that's where you carry Ashley to Louisa's lab, which is just a modern lab, which just happens to be connected to this this chapel workplace <laughs> yeah. of worship. Yeah. Which made no sense. It was the most classic Resident Evil thing ever. Um, well, that was a really cool location. I thought this is where I'm going to face him off because, you know, he's like a, a reverent uh, worshipped character. Yeah. Uh, I thought this would be fitting. Uh, where We've had a medieval experience up to this point. Yeah, you thought wrong. I did, very wrong. Yeah. Uh, because the, the wharf makes more sense. Yeah. It's just... It, this is one of the random Resident Evil bits where I just go, nah, this isn't them being random. This is being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they, just yeah exactly. they just don't quite get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's fitting that Sadler was, from what I've heard or seen, the most difficult boss. Uh, but. Well, I don't know. In the remake, I just yeah, hit him man, with the launcher. But uh, yeah. the, I think Ramon is pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I hit him with the egg. So. The, little, the little shit. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So, so I play it again, I'll fight him. Hmm. Yeah. And then, well, that's basically the end of the game, right? Yeah. And well, you get to do the fun section at the end where you uh, jet skate out of there. Yeah. And going if you die jumps. while you're jet skiing, which I did, uh, it, it ruins the whole immersion. <laughs> it does. Because you, you think maybe you just, you just got to do it and you won't die. Like you, you'll escape. Yeah. Exciting. I think I died like four times. Same. I just get bitten hit by stuff. I just, just <laughs> I know, because it loses more than half your health as soon as you um, just ride straight into a bit of uh, flotsam or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and who knew yeah. that this island that was probably the size of you know a small town mm. or a town has like a two kilometer long cavern underneath it. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. with industry, aplomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's let's just not ponder any further no yeah uh and so 
That's interesting, isn't it? Reflecting all these weird, kooky things. Yeah. A lot of which we've had, we obviously haven't touched on. You know, like we spoke about Ashley's stealth section in the mm-hmm. castle. you got to avoid uh, tins of armor and that does get intense. It's very dark. Yeah. And you can just hear them groaning in the distance or moving around and you got to dodge them in maze, little maze-like areas without any weapons, just a torch. Scary. Mm. And then, uh, but, you know, the, at the end of the day, this weirdly, wildly confusing batshit crazy game it's one of the best things ever done yeah it's just unhinged creativity which is is. why it's so good yeah which and then with that much creativity becomes uh comes like bizarre uh bizarre sequences that maybe bring it down slowly Mm. because they don't match but but that's because they're so creative well if we look back at it all the resident evils right the last bits are the worst bits every time yeah they break the they break the uh they ruin the flow so badly because it's just like I think Resident Evil 7 was the most uh, probably clear-cut like version of that where they go a bit more action-y on this ship, on this freighter, Well, but then the, the old yeah. granny turns into this massive 10-story high blob, and, yeah. but she dies in like a cutscene more or less. You know, like you just got to shoot a rocket. And, and, uh, yeah. And that ruined the whole... Yeah. Well, you got to try to forget that part of the game. Yeah. To uh, in that case, I thought the whole last like act... Ruined the game because mm. um, it was so action based mm. and all the edge of a game that for two acts was legitimately so scary mm. was gone. Mm. But but then uh, at least with the old granny, there was a fun sequence where uh, you just see her in the wheelchair and, and then you realize, wow, she is actually mm. uh, the, the problem. Yeah, and there's a, a I guess a small bit where she's just a bit of a monster in the attic before it bursts out. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think Resident Evil games, yeah, they they do stumble at the end basically every time. Mm. Um, we'll just have to pray and hope Resident Evil 6 doesn't do that to us when we play that. <laughs> the missing piece, maybe. Missing piece, Resident yeah. Evil 6. Um, yeah, so for me, this game, this game had me reflecting the whole time just about how, like, I, I don't know, this, this sort of issue we have now where we judge a game on its realism so much where even in this game of course we, we, we're not getting hung up on we're sort of appreciating while reflecting on how weird it is yeah. these little crazy moments that make no sense in the context of anything yep but it's, when you yeah. start to just think like oh it's just this is just what a video game is it's whoever video games aren't meant to be real obviously mm-hmm. so why do we always sort of focus on the the shit that doesn't make sense yeah uh because it is a video game that can literally be as whatever anyone wants it to yeah. be so this yeah. game made me finally appreciate that and sort of help let go of that that sort of barrier i guess yeah, yeah. because it is it's just it's so wonderful in all these the, even just the i just found picking up random bits of treasure at the most <laughs> the most nonsensical places just yeah. so satisfying yeah uh, and i was like good on you guys for putting a a, a little hanging uh what's it called? It looks like a, a grater, squeaky grater hanging up overhead in this random spot of this cave yeah. to shoot it down and have like treasure in it. Yeah. Like good on you for putting that in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just it's just cool. It's just fun. Yeah. Extra little little tidbits that, that I need to do, but they went above and beyond to make it a fun experience. Mm. And yeah, I think games these days are try too hard to, to have all that realism like as a whole. Like I know there's nothing wrong with it and we've played lots of games we like that have plenty of realism attached to it but resident evil 4 just blends 
blends like part realism and then part goofy fun, and that's why it's my favorite mm. Resident Evil because just it, the whole thing is just fun. Doesn't and, matter uh, if it's like mm. it doesn't matter if it makes sense. The experience of playing it doesn't uh, it it is never a negative experience in no. my opinion. So and it's a very like it is a very Japanese game as well. You you notice those chaotic moments. Um, that even in, even mm. if it's dialogue where you can see it's sort of been translated a bit, like you know it doesn't it won't quite flow, not word for word translated, but you just mm. think they've just chucked this in um, yeah. as a random attempt to be very western or something, yeah, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. All these, uh, yeah, all these really cool weird ideas that still come into a lot of Japanese games today, and you just think like, good on those guys for just being. Like, you look at the new Mario games always, like you know Mario yeah. just does weird things, yeah, and you just go, yeah, good on you guys, just keep going, yeah, well. This is being recorded on the the day we just got the new Mario, which mm. is doing all these new weird, wacky stuff that mm. isn't the realest thing possible. So yeah. Your point stands. Mm. But yeah, that was Resident Evil 4. Love, love it. The best Resident Evil game? It is for me. Is it for I'm me? I'm not it. I don't need to... I don't, I'd like to know right now. I don't have a... I don't have anything particularly burning, but I'd like you to state your ranking right now off the top of your head of what we've played. So as we wrap up. Yes, okay. Mm. So I'll rank it. I'll just do it quickly, and I just want to add context as to why something's at the top, okay? So I've got... I hate this already. <laughs> I hate it already. So my favourite, two. Okay, number two, number four, number seven. Number eight, village. Uh, number three, and then number five. Um, all of them fun though, of it course. Was. Even five was fun, just because it was so shit. Um, <laughs> but this, um, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. But number two, I just uh, my experience, given that I love survival horror, I whenever I want to play it, if I wanted a Resident Evil, new Resident Evil, to be like one of the games, it would be like number two or seven, of course, because that was horror. But well, number I, number two just had this. Yeah. There's the whole setting of just staying in this room, you know, this uh, one police station and how long how much they got out of this one building mm. for hours and hours on end with Mr. X of course appearing. Yeah. I just loved the, I love the, the whole vibe of that. As a as almost like a little pocket of an experience. Like if you yeah. put it, if you put it in a bottle sort of thing. Yeah. Um but number four, objectively speaking, is like one of the most actually like just full on well made games ever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, yeah, objectively for subjectively, just for me personally, number two, which I know is a silly thing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two is great. Mm. And I think, like you said, if, if you wanted a, a new Resident Evil, you'd want it to be like two over seven. Mm. But I think generally that makes sense because we'd prefer it to be third person anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I respect it. I respect it. I just wish you liked five more. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, did you want to quickly do your ranking? I know we've, yeah, yeah. Do my ranking. I can do my ranking. So top is four. Um, no brainer for me. That's just my favorite one. It, it just is. Four uh, and then seven. I don't want to understate how much we enjoyed seven and mm. what a good experience it was playing that together. Pure horror. Yeah, and how how scared out of our minds we were. <laughs> um, and then two, obviously. It's hard. Two and seven are like very close to being um, runner-up because they're oh, both so good. And two was ob- the first one we both played and it was great um and then what have we got to uh yeah and then and then village i wish i could put it lower because i yeah i actually think it's pretty crap so village Dis- it was disappointing it was a letdown yeah yeah it's got like good fun mm. moments 
And then, yeah, so Village. And then Five, which we just finished um, together. And then Three is my least favourite. And I... And technically three, in a technical sense, would be a better game than five. I'm not like I'm not stupid, but I think I, I I my feelings of what I like better is based off the experience, and I much preferred the experience of playing RE five co op with you than I did my single player experience of three, which overall was quite boring and not satisfying experience at all in my from memory. So like yeah. that's that's why I put five above. Three was in no man's land. It, oh, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't two. It wasn't four. And I and it even right now in between three. Yeah, even right now, I would rather replay five again with you than play three again. I would. Yeah, even though we just beat it, I'd rather just start five again <laughs> than play three. Oh. So I'd rather die. <laughs> so yeah, four, four, seven, two, village, five. Three, and mm. then we're gonna we'll play six at some point, and play we'll play one at some point as well, and then we'll have all eight in there on the rankings. And yeah, yeah obviously we'll do episodes at some point as well about uh, five. Well, we'll get an episode about Resident Five soon, um, while it's fresh on the mind. But then down the line we'll do seven, and uh, we'll do Village in that as well. Nothing fresher than Resident Evil Five. There's not. Mm. There's not. Eat fresh. <laughs> all right. Well, that's yeah, great chat about RE Four. If we uh, we probably could have gone for another hour. Realistically, it's a great, a great game. Hey, it could be in our top ten shared favorite games, though. I would say it is. Mm. I'd say it is. That's an episode for one day, actually, too. Our top ten shared. shared we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, top fifty death battle. Oh god, that would be so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a great game. Yeah. I'm really glad that you played it because obviously you borrowed my copy. I'm glad you've played it now and could chat about it. You always were gonna, but yeah, it's good that. Well, what uh, a, who would have thought, however many years ago when Resident Evil Two came out, looking ahead, the Resident Evil series, given how oh, yeah. given how many games had come out already, yeah. um, that that would be something we would get stuck into so passionately, yeah, and just and it would be so um, endearing. Yeah, well, it's one of our core. I think it's one of our shared core franchises now oh for sure Resident Evil and and we didn't know a lick about it before um, I just yeah decided to play that Resident Evil 2 demo that one day mm. and that's where it all started yeah <laughs> so really very glad that we did yep very glad we played so everybody get into 4 if you're not sure about horror games this isn't too spooky but this would be yeah this is cream of the crop gameplay yeah if you're going to play a Resident Evil game and you never played one, you would play either four or two. That would be my opinion, not seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be playing two um, or four, two being scarier, four being the complete the complete package, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Capcom. Yep, good job. Good job, Capcom. All right, good chat. Let's get out of here before all the Ganados seep in yep. and the chainsaw duo, duos break through the wall. Oh, yeah, but... Don't know if they do come through the wall. I'm just going to run up to the wall and then do a backflip <laughs> off, off the, the wall. wall like Leon. Only Leon could do. <laughs> that was when I knew he was the best protagonist ever in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to break tension in a tense moment, I'll tell yeah. you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and catch you next time. See you later.